Thank you for listening to the Heritage Church Podcast. My name is Jason Fisher. I'm one of the pastors here at Heritage Church in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, one of the things that we like to do is uh, get get people uh, on the microphone here with me uh, from our church just to get to know them a little bit and to talk with them and to hear their story. And so uh, I am here joined by Tassie Pfeiffer. Hello. Hey, Tassie. So um, before, we, before we proceed any further here, <laughs> uh, I, I would like the listener... To uh, in on a little bit of a secret here, mm-hmm. uh, Tassie and I just spent about thirty wonderful minutes, <laughs> quote unquote, recording this podcast, and then uh, I looked to, on the computer and it wasn't recording. Yeah, and so here we are, take two, take two. Yeah, we've got this, but we've committed to. Oh, we're not going to sound rehearsed here. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna go for it again. Cause, uh, I just, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, oh, honestly, it, it was the best interview I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So for my best interview for sure, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never done one before. It's one of those heart sinking moments <laughs> where yes. you're just like, oh my gosh, this was gold. And then yeah. now, you know, we just, I guess we just did it for an audience of one. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We yeah, love you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so Tassie Pfeiffer, uh, with a P. With a P. Yes, P-H-I-F-E-R. P-H, the easy way. I did it. You did it. Why? How? How is that the easy way? Because some people are like P-F-I-E-F-F-E-R. Oh, I see. You know, and yeah, some yeah, people, yeah. this is just the f sound. Yeah, two, the f sound. Yeah, two yeah. different kinds of sounds. Okay. So it is easier for me to remember at least. Yeah. Great. Cause PF isn't normal. No, it's not. So. We have, yeah, no, yeah. it's not, but, so. but that's okay. It's, yeah. it, it, I wouldn't say it's abnormal. Yeah. It's just, it's unique. <laughs> yeah. Unique. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Very cool. So tell me about your family. Yeah. Um, my husband, Mike, we've been married 19 years okay. um, and we have five kids, Yes. four boys and one girl. Yes. Yeah. And I did say before, yeah, yeah. my daughter Brielle is number four, and yeah. she really despises <laughs> being the only girl. <laughs> so we hear, actually, she would go to Sunday school and tell them, yeah. my name is Brielle, and I have four brothers, and uh, it's really hard. It's really hard. Do they pick on her? Is <laughs> no, it, no, no. I don't understand why she so thinks what's, it's what's so hard. So what's her deal? She says she's boy trapped, whatever that what, means. Yeah. I, between all these <laughs> boys, I like they sit on her a lot, or I mean, well, maybe. Yeah, Luke, our oldest, does like to sit on people and tickle them. Yeah, so. that's that's pretty miserable. Yeah, I, although I did that to my siblings too. Did you? Yeah, my brother did worse things, like the candy yeah. bar game. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not teach my boys that game. No, yeah, because I did not want my other kids to be tortured. So Brielle feels boy trapped. Boy trapped, which does not. I wouldn't want to be boy trapped. Yeah. I probably it, wouldn't either. No, that doesn't sound fun. My at brother all. was girl trapped. Okay. And now he, every year he gives Brielle a um, hundred dollars at Christmas because he knows how hor- horrible in quotes it was <laughs> to be the only one. <laughs> that hey. So she, so she has less to complain about. She does that. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? What's that like having five kids in the house? It's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also beautiful. 
Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way, but often it's just like, yeah, I don't even think it's controlled chaos. It's just often chaos. Yeah. So yeah. Organized confusion. Yeah. There's, there's not even <laughs> yes. that, not even that is there. <laughs> and you're saying that you're, you, you are, you like to be organized and kind of, I, your, I definitely do. I yeah. had to let that all go. My third and Brielle and Jeremiah are only 15 months apart. Oh, wow. And that was, and they're three and four. So it was just like being thrown. I don't know if you ever lived, listened to um, Gaffig, Jim Gaffigan's uh-huh. thing. Yes, I love like, what he says it that. It gives you that f- fifth baby as you're drowning. <laughs> yeah, imagine you're Mike, drowning yes. and someone hands you a baby. Yes. That's my favorite line. Yes. Yeah. Mike and I really understood that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So yeah, what's fun is that apart. there's a, families here who have five kids. I mean, most of the time we've gone places and we're just like, weirdos. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to be here and it's like, oh, other people are just as crazy as we are. Yeah. So yeah, that's been encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Five kids. What's their, what's their age span? Um, our oldest is going to be 17 in February and then our youngest Paul is nine. Okay. So yeah. that's, it's a good span. That's a fun age. That's a fun age, like age group that you're in right now. Like that it season really that you're in. That's, it yeah. really is. We're, Age 13 is very difficult mm-hmm. for boys, at least. Yes. And uh, Yeah, I would never want to go back to 13. 13. It's, so we have one turning 13 this year, so okay. I'm anticipating a little bit. I mean, what I meant was 13 <laughs> is the best. It's, it's the greatest it's, year, it's the greatest of, year of, of all of life. You. That's I right. But after that, it's like 15 and 16 are delightful. Oh, yeah, especially when you like, get your driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun to parent that age. Yeah, it's, yeah. My mom always said littles are physically exhausting and teenagers are mentally exhausting. And and that is true. Yes. I agree. I'm just like, I don't know what to do all the time. Yeah, for sure. So very cool. Yeah. Okay. So to get some context here for people who are listening, if you are part of Heritage Church, you have seen Tassie on stage because she's part of the worship, uh, worship team here. And I do have to say, you're so talented. You Thanks. you have a, a great voice, but I also just I love to hear your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you you have such a when you share when you pray, mm-hmm. it, I can just tell like you love Jesus and um, and you. But I also I think you have that gift of of that, that just shepherds and leads God's mm-hmm. people into His presence uh, in a way that you. Uh, not just in the things that you do and say, but even in your stage presence. So mm. yeah, just a real gift to us as a church. So I really, thank yeah, thank you. It's a gift to me too. Yeah. I am so blessed every time I get to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you always been musical? Is that? <clears throat> I have. Yeah. Um, I've always sung. I, I actually don't play any instruments. Okay. Um, but not I even like a harmonica or no, kazoo. Not or even a tambourine, like okay. which they used to do at our old church. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I remember that. I remember. I remember the nineties, <laughs> the eighties. It was a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've I've just kind of sung. I was actually telling Jason and Rachel last night that my my hope was as a teenager is I wanted to be the voice of a Disney princess. I. I wanted to be a Disney singer. Okay. So, um, and then when I went to college, I continued singing, but, and did a lot of musical theater. That was kind of my favorite yeah. thing, being on a stage, not just acting, but singing. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
And this was, you, this was up at NAU? NAU, um, yeah. and then also at ACU, Scott, Southwestern Bible College was what it was called when I was there, Yeah, which was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> the OGs call it Southwest yeah. Bible College. That's very cool. And uh, okay, so you've always been singing like yeah. ever since a kid or? Yeah. I, I remember my first time singing in front of people was at a wedding when I was about five. Yeah. Um, were you were you scared? I was not actually. I think that changes when you hit teenage years. Yeah. And I still get super nervous now. Do you really? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Every Sunday, I'm. Nervous. I can relate to that. I still get a little nervous, like even sometimes before preaching, and yeah, there's I just get butterflies about it. Like sometimes I feel like it's like the energy of the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. If I feel like. Maybe he's going to move differently. I, I'm like shaky, yeah. but I'm still always nervous. Yeah. I, honestly, I think that's a good place to be. Me too. Dependency on the Lord is good. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I, if ever I'm you know, sitting in my office on a Sunday morning just thinking, I'm going to crush this, <laughs> it's probably, Not, you probably just want to stay home, everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you remember five years old singing mm, in front of people yeah. and you kind of grew up in that and yeah. then... Um, Musical theater. Yeah. What what uh, what are some of the the musicals that you did? Um, I I did Music Man my senior year. Okay. I was a Marion the librarian. Uh huh. Um, I did Fiddler on the Roof, which I in my junior year I was really mad about because I got the Hava who was the dancer and I should have been the singer. I was so <laughs> mad about, and I was a terrible dancer. So really? that was very difficult. Yeah. Stretching for sure. Yeah. I think my favorite is Into the Woods, um, okay. and I did that at ACU. Yeah. My my fourth year in college. Yeah. So very cool. Do you still yeah. do you like to go to? I watch do love and stuff. to watch theater. I, I'm waiting for Hamilton to come back because it is, I love Hamilton. And my son, Jeremiah, yeah. loves Hamilton. So when it comes back, that is. So you guys bond over, over Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. When it came out 2020, when it was on Disney, uh-huh. I was like, this might be the only way I can see Hamilton because the tickets are so ridiculous. Oh, they're outrageous. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so I gotta know because this uh, uh, this was this was noteworthy to me. You know, mm. the first time we did this. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> um, tell us about your musical aspirations in Flagstaff. Like, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, my grandparents always took us to this place called Black Bart Steakhouse okay. in Flagstaff, which I've never been to. And you have to go because yeah. it is it is an experience but it all the waiters and waitresses sing okay and so a lot of it is musical theater um disney okay we uh is there a stage i'm trying to picture i'm trying to picture this it's like it's an old saloon okay and what's weird is it's in <clears throat> the back of a trailer park <laughs> of course it is though <laughs> like people park their trailers there as they're going on um, trips and stuff. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. more like it's it, like an like, RV park. It's an RV park. That's what okay. it's called. Yes, okay. an okay. RV park. Wh- all right. I, you have. I'm, it's I'm across to, from Little America. I'm gonna have to look this. You up. have to go. It, yeah. it is fun. But I all, that was like my dream was, was to perform. When I, there. When I grow up, <laughs> I want to be a cigarette black part steakhouse. Maybe some little girl will want to do that. Yeah. It it is. It was I the love funnest it. job I've ever had in my life. Well, so you you achieved your dreams. I did. That's true. That's great. I mean, besides being a 
the voice of a Disney princess. Yeah. I really have. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's Disney princess, and then right below well, that wait. is Black, Black Bart's. Yeah. Because I also got to sing Disney princess songs. <laughs> oh, you did? I did, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to picture this. There's a stage. Are you singing on stage, or are you actually going to people's tables and singing oh, you, to them? You you go on the stage. Okay. So because you have... remember remember there was an Italian food place. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Where they would actually come sing at your table, and it was what always was so that awkward. Called? What wasn't it? Was that macaroni's? I don't even remember. Anyway, could, yeah. I just remember that's awkward. Awkward. Yeah. yeah. Like this what, is, what are we supposed to do? Are we? That would have been awkward for the singer for sure. I, well, it's awkward for the diners. Yeah, too, you're though. like, can you step back? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Bart's was. Sir. There's a pianist up on the stage with you, and you all walk up and set your notebook down, and they play your music, and yeah. um, people would rush up there <laughs> to be the one to sing. <laughs> so, being that's, a cocktail waitress was the best. I got more time to sing. Yeah, and I made great tips. Yeah, so. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fun a, job. I fun would job. ask you to sing something right now, but yeah. I'm not going to do that. To <laughs> next you. time we do this, the next time, <laughs> next you promise I could hit stop record right but, now yeah. on this, and then I'll there have will to be think a next about time. what it would be. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I won't do that to you. Uh, okay, so you uh, you grew up in the church then. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Were you uh, here in Phoenix? Yeah, actually, we lived. Just down the street, 52nd Street in Tacoma. Okay. That's where I grew up. Yeah. I went to Liberty, yeah. Sunrise, and, yeah. but then I went to PV because my parents taught at yeah. Paradise Valley. Not Horizon. You Not Horizon. It was like our rival yeah. for sure then. I don't know if it still is like that. I think it's more Horizon Pinnacle now. Oh, yeah. Pinnacle yeah. wasn't there. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So you're, you're a native. native. Were you, you were born here? I was actually born in Mesa, yeah. Okay. But... Um, and we now live just five minutes from here. Yeah. And my grandparents lived there, so yeah. we were just in this area. Okay. Yeah. So church life, you grew up in the church. Yeah, we here. went to Scotts Bible um, until I was a freshman. I, I, um, at PV, I met um, my friend Kelly Buckley, and her mm-hmm. dad was the pastor at Living Streams Church in Central Phoenix. And yeah, so, uh, Mark Buckley. Mark Buckley. Um, and... So I we, we all transferred over there at some point. Um, over to Living Streams. Over to Living Streams. Yeah. I think by the time I was a, a junior, I, my whole family was going there. Okay. So. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. And that's where you were actually before you came over here to yes. Heritage, right? Yeah. It's huh. been like our home base, I feel like. Okay. Our, I think um, Living Streams was like a hospital mm. for a lot of people mm. and... Um, it created really deep community yeah. because a lot of the people that I'm very close to there suffered greatly wow. um, and really know how to walk with one another through hardship. And um, the Lord provided for us yeah. to be there. So yeah. Yeah. going back, it's like those relationships are kind of mm-hmm. the bedrock of of my life often. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, um you know, you you said that you don't mind going there, so mm-hmm. let's let's go there a little bit. Like you, um, tell me about your faith journey and yeah. and the things that led to you going over yeah. to Living Streams. Um, my, I became I asked Jesus into my heart when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. um, but when I was seventeen, um, my mom told me one rainy day uh, at Safeway, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that we were going home and packing up and leaving my dad. Um, wow. And 
I asked her why, and she said, you can ask your dad. Um, and so I got home. I'm kind of bold for the most part, and I was like, what is going on? What are you doing? And he sat me down in the middle of my room. And in context, my dad is brilliant, um, very persuasive and manipulative. Mm. And uh, I think his goal was to convince me of something as soon as we sat down. Um, and he told me, uh, I still remember his words, I'm a woman trapped in a man's body. Wow. Um, at that point, the termage was transsexual. Yeah. Uh, so he used all the termage and talked to me about an hour trying to convince me of the validity of it and how it was going to be okay for my life. And um, my recollection is just being covered in a bubble. Hmm. And it felt like all of these things, I mean, he was saying things that were just destroying my life as he was saying it, you know, yeah. never be the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I felt, I walked out like, okay. Um, like you, you, you emotionally felt okay. I, yeah. I mean, I, I felt destroyed, but not like, I not like the enemy wanted me to be. Mm. So, mm. uh, from that moment on, I, I knew that God was real. Yeah. I, it was such a tangible physical thing. Like it, like I could almost feel that, um, that bubble. And later when I asked the Lord what was actually happening, he gave me a picture of Jesus lying down over me, uh, and taking every blow for me. Wow. Uh, so it it was solidified in my mind as like one of those Ebenezer stones. Yeah. That God proved to me that he that he was interested in my life and that he would be there for me. Hmm. Um and I went through years of um at Black Bart's actually <laughs> just making really poor decisions and um but no. God no just kept talking to me yeah so that's really remarkable thank, thank you for sharing that yeah. um as you're as you're talking one of the things that occurs to me is you know not everybody would react that way i mean mm -hmm. that's a uh it's a really hard experience mm -hmm. and um i think a lot of people go through hardship like that and mm -hmm. turn away from god yeah. and yet you it was the opposite for you. Yeah. You really turned into the Lord. Do you have a sense of why that, that is for you and, and was for you? Um, I think the fact my struggle was always feeling abandoned, mm. um, but God never did. Mm. Um, he showed up for me in, in the absolute darkest moment of my life um, yeah. and over and over again. And I just began... To trust him. Yeah. You know, I, when I was in Flagstaff, I had been dating a, a guy who was just kind of not a good guy. And um, I felt really trapped, but also he was all I wanted. And God spoke to me and said, I was driving to his house and said, break up with him. And I, it was audible. And like, wow. I, I feel like it was audible. Yeah. Um, and I said, no. And did you say that out loud? I did. No way. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, and it was like, God just spoke to me, but I just did not care. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I went to his house and we broke up <laughs> and I was like, Oh wow. Later, a couple months later, the Lord told me to move to, to Phoenix, back to Phoenix. And that had been something I swore I would never do. I didn't want to be with near my father. Yeah. Um, and all my circumstances continued to just 
fall apart in Flagstaff, and I finally said, fine. And I remember the day um, driving down the mountain just sobbing because I was leaving a lot behind, but also there was this lightness that came from obedience. It was the first mm-hmm. time, and I decided, I'm just going to obey the voice of God when he speaks to me. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah. Well, I, I, lo- I love that phrase, lightness yeah. in obedience. Yeah. Um, talk to me about that real quick. Like, that's such a. I, some people might be listening going, what, lightness of obedience? <laughs> what are you talking about, Tassie? Yeah. I think after feeling consequence of doing the opposite of what he said, um, there was just this joy kind of inexplainable because I was leaving so much and I was very broken. Mm. Um, but I was just free. Yeah, I think that, and I've learned like the Lord has asked me to do a lot of hard things mm. in my life, but, um, it's always for my good. Yeah, And I, I think of how God showed the Israelites like they go through the Red Sea and then immediately they're like, well, does this God provide food mm. and does this God provide water? And I feel like that God builds our faith because he's always one. He's the one showing up. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. And yeah. um, I've just learned to trust him mm. in every circumstance of life. Yeah. So that's so good. It, it, it drives home just this going back to that lightness of obedience yeah. that it's actually God who wants to carry our burdens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that we hand that over to him is through obedience. Yeah. When in reality, uh, if we try to live life our own way and be yeah. sort of quote unquote obedient to our own desires and right. will, that's actually really crushing. Totally it's a heavy, heavy, heavy burden. Heavy. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, that's awesome. So you you came back down the mountain mm-hmm. and back to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you and Mike met. We met at Living Streams, mm-hmm. um, probably a, a year after I moved back. Um, and my brother-in-law, um, who's now the lead pastor at Living Streams, he was then the youth pastor. Okay, it's kind of your story. Yeah. Um, but he he needed someone to come down and split the junior high, yeah. um, and so Mike moved down. And I remember. Dave was one of my good friends, and I remember thinking, I wonder if I'll marry this guy. Um, and when hey, I met him, I was like, Mike. Mike, yeah, <laughs> Mike, yeah, yeah, David. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I met him, I was like, no, probably not. Really? But yeah. that thought occurred to you, I wonder if I'll marry Yeah, him. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. Because I had, I mean, David hadn't even really talked about him that much. So, yeah. um, but he, we became good friends, uh, he was definitely interested in dating me, and I was not interested in that for a while. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that. That's so funny. Yeah, but he... I, that's actually... It, it seems like that's a lot of people's story uh, yeah, in, in some ways. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't want to have anything to do with him. <laughs> he, but you wore down he, Mike, he didn't really, you? He, he, <laughs> he proved to me the, the beauty of his character, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So... And it wasn't that long. It was like three months before yeah, I, right. I gave in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, What was it about him that, that really drew you to him? Um, he's just very kind and steady. Mm. Um, the opposite of what I was normally attracted to. Mm. I, I ended up with people like my father who were mm. charismatic in the life of the party. Um, 
and often mean. Mm. Um, and Mike, I remember sitting in a room with all of these high schoolers running around us and I was telling Mike a story and he was just completely focused on me. And I thought that is so different. Like, um, yeah. I'd never been loved like that. Yeah. Wow. So that's great. He's been a real gift yeah. after walking through so much, um, abandonment and rejection. Yeah. Um, God gave me the gift of Mike. Mm. So that's cool. That's yeah. really cool to hear. Thanks. Um, so you guys got married, mm-hmm. been married for 19 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you guys have been in the mission field mm-hmm. a couple of times. So tell me about that. Yeah. Again, hard circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike had been at Living Streams for, I think, about six years and um, he was let go. And the week he was let go, I was going to Belize to see my sister and brother-in-law because they were missionaries um, in this small village called Gales Point. Uh-huh. Um and when I got down there, the village itself is two miles long. It's a peninsula out in the middle of two lagoons. Okay. It's unbelievably beautiful. Yeah, it sounds, it's, you say two lagoons yeah, and I'm just like. And there's manatee around. I mean. What? Yeah. It's, it's like a dreamland. Yeah. Um, like but I was, crystal clear water. Mm, no. The lagoons are not crystal clear. Okay. You have to go out kind of towards the, okay. into the ocean for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just beautiful yeah. and there's jungle around. It's just like wow. completely different than Arizona. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I was walking down the, um, the village and God told me you're coming here next. Wow. Uh, and so we were there in three months. Wow. Um, the Lord provided all the money and, and uh, was this in the middle of a time where you guys were just uncertain about what was next? And... Oh, we had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't think we would have ever gone if yeah. it hadn't been, that we were forced to kind of, um, cause we're both kind of not risk takers. Um, we both strive to be obedient to the Lord, but sometimes he gives you a little push. Yeah. 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 But it was, um, thinking about it again, like Americans don't understand community the way the rest of the world does, I think. Um, and so for us, it was just like, oh, this is how you love people. Like our neighbor would bake us bread and bring it to us. Everybody was in our house constantly. It was just Mm. like, and not the typical American, you drive into your house and you don't really see your neighbors and you go do your job. They live life together in a way that Mm. um, was so filling for Mike and I. Yeah. So, Is there anything that you took away from that experience that really has changed you guys and, or, you know, maybe even changed your outlook on relationships or life or. Yeah. I, I think for sure, uh, the idea about community was very different. I, I think even, um, being in a church where the sound system, you know, it was, it just so atypical. I remember sitting down because we were only, you know, us and a couple of the white people in the village at all. Everybody is black. Yeah. And, um, so your expectations are like, oh my gosh, this is going to be beautiful music. Yeah. And then they start singing and I was like, what? <laughs> Nobody sings. And, but they sing at the top of their lungs. Yeah. And like, you'll start a song. Cause I was used to leading worship. You but they just take over, yeah. take it wherever they want to. Oh, yeah, and yeah. there was just something that was like <clears throat> freeing. Wow. Like we think it needs to be one way, but it yeah. really like the Lord is honored by our heart 
yeah. for him and not necessarily our gifting or um, the way we do things. So that was transformative, I think, yeah. for us. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So you were there for a year. We were what, there. what was some of the ministry work you were doing there? Um, yeah. Mostly, uh, there's we were doing the church work, so we did the youth stuff, and then we ran the Sunday mornings. But there was a guy who grew up in Gales Point, and he was in college, so he would come back every weekend. His name's Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, way smarter than Mike and I. <laughs> So we would sit down and he would devour a book and then he would basically teach it to us. It was just like, um, he didn't really need our help in learning how to do ministry. He was just so, so bright. Yeah. Sometimes though, sometimes (laughs) help comes in uh, forms other than knowledge. Totally. You know, there's a, again, it goes back to that community and just that being there with him, I'm sure it was so encouraging. He, he's amazing. Mm. We're amazed by him daily. He's, um, so that was that was actually my favorite part yeah. is that we got to spend so much time with him and we kind of had an open door so we just had teenagers in our house yeah. um, all day long uh, and loved them as the Lord allowed us to love them yeah so yeah it it was some of the best years of my life yeah although the hardest like I was physically I had boils um, abscesses for the last four months. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. And that's where I was telling somebody at the church recently that that's when I learned that prayer is the most important ministry we do Yeah, because I, um, was just out and somebody would, a surgeon would happen to come into the village and would do surgery on all my boils and Mike, they stuff it, (laughs) they stuff it with gauze and then you pull it out a little bit every day. Yeah. So, um, it was just like being totally dependent on the Lord yeah. and realizing, I was like, Lord, I'm stuck in my house. I cannot go love people. And he told me to pray. Yeah. Wow. And so for me, that has been probably the most important thing I've learned. Um, that ministry always starts with prayer. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's good. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, yeah. Well, that's a different subject, but yeah. yeah, we need to be praying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's intense though. It was. I mean, we came home because I was yeah. hospitalized. Wow. So, but then you went back, right? Then we went back in okay. two thousand. So that was in two thousand nine, okay. and then we went back in two thousand sixteen. Okay. With all of our kids at that point. Yeah. So, and we did. We live. We didn't live in the village, so we lived in uh, a little city with about ten thousand people. Yeah. And, um, still did church ministry. Yeah. Um, youth ministry for the most part is kind of been our focus. Yeah. So. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I, have, I have so many questions for you, <laughs> and we could be here for hours, seriously. Uh, and that's kind of the idea behind these ty- these podcasts right. is for people to just kind right. of get a glimpse of, mm-hmm. of you, Tassie, in mm-hmm. this case. And uh, hopefully, you know, maybe this sparks conversation and, yeah. and this sparks um, just chances to get to know people. So yeah. I encourage you if... Uh, if you're listening, and reach out to Tassie next time you see her. And, yes, and please. Yeah, I'm sure she would love that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you will anyway. And <laughs> if, if not, then I just forced you, so I apologize. Um, no, but yeah, that's one of the reasons we do this is yeah. just to get to know people and to kind of prime the pump of actual conversation person right. to person. So, right. Well, before I let you go, uh, we do have the random question. And, you know, circling back, we <laughs> this is our second time recording this, but I 
think I'm just going to ask the same, the same question. question. Yeah, okay. Okay. yeah, because uh, it was. I thought it was a good question. So I have this random question book, and I've opened it up to page 29 here, and it says, "What board game are you passionate about?" Yeah. I hate board games. <laughs> right. So that makes this a complicated question, you hit, which I want to get back to. I guess to. I'm passionate. I passionately do dislike yeah, yeah, board games. Yes. You dislike. I think I used the word disdain and, and yes, you approved yes. that word as well. We're going to get back to that in just a second. Okay. But you don't like any board game, like no games at all? I I like one card game okay. and that is Canasta. 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 I've never played Canasta. Canasta is a fun game you can play with a lot of people. You uh-huh. just need tons of cards. Okay. It's very fast moving. Yeah. You're kind of competing with yourself, which I like because yeah. I'm too competitive. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so you like the fact that you're competing with yourself. Yes. Because otherwise you just would ruin relationships or what? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I really try to control myself in a lot of circumstances, but it, when it you really s- comes out in games. What, okay. How does it come out? Um, either extreme joy okay. or um, maybe a lot of pouting. I don't know. I, I've, I probably have screamed at people. I mean, not in my – well, that's not true. Not in the last 15 years. Okay. But Mike will not play games with me. Oh, wow. And Are, are you generally a competitive person? I think I am. Yeah. I, I really try to not do the things that I'm – Super competitive about, but okay. like I can't. The Suns, I don't care about sports, but I remember going to a Suns game and I we lost, and I thought I was gonna like I thought I was gonna cry, and I was like, I can't <laughs> participate awesome. in this, yeah, I am yeah. too emotional. So, oh, that's that's also kind of fun though. Like, you're you're the type of person that is really fun to play games with though, too, because I could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. it depends on which way it goes, <laughs> yeah, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> we just got to make sure everyone, yeah, Tassie's got to make, yeah, make sure she's willing so that it's really, really fun. It's very sad. Are you a trash talker? I, I think I am, and I think that's what Mike hates. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's another thing I'd like to hear. Is, is the, the, <laughs> I don't even know. The, it's probably not even talk. good trash talk, but yeah. it, it must come out because he drew it, a line in the uh, sand. Although we play canasta, okay, but not the, just the two of us. <laughs> right. So where does your dislike for board games, like, is it, well, you always dislike them? I mean, I think it's originated with my father and my siblings. Okay. Um, my mom is very laid back. Nothing really gets to her, but yeah. but the rest of us are very um, very explosive, yeah. and it's either extreme joy or yeah. rage. Yeah. So uh, my dad would taunt us in Monopoly. Oh, well, like it's... so much taunting that all of us are crying, and he thought it was the best thing ever. Oh, so I, wow. I was traumatized. Oh by Monopoly. well, well, Monopoly's the worst. It is. The I'm worst. there with you. I like board games, and I will not play Monopoly. It just goes on forever. Well, yeah, and uh, it ruins relationships. Relationships, yeah. yeah. People yeah. are brutal with y- it. Y- they are. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that's so. Okay. It's not my. All right. There's just even on my top five list. Yeah. Anything. There's even more fodder for conversation here. <laughs> Let's talk about board games and the fact that you're really, really competitive and don't want anybody to see. No, this is great, Tassie. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, for, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And um, 
if uh, if you're listening, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we, if you want to know more about our church, you can go to heritagechurchaz.com. Again, my name is Jason. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening.